0: Marketing can be one of the biggest expenses for a B2B SaaS, and if you don't measure it correctly, you could be pouring that budget down the drain. Good reporting on marketing is the key to making the best decisions for your business, and it's near impossible to create an effective strategy without it. Now, there are a number of approaches that SaaS companies take when measuring their marketing, but many are flawed and focus too much on vanity metrics that aren't actually providing any value. At Powered by Search, we've developed a way to accurately and efficiently measure marketing in a way that gets a better ROI from your marketing budget. In this episode, we'll cover why it's important to measure your marketing, the common pitfalls of doing that, and how to measure your marketing using our system, the four I's. By the end of the episode, you'll have a strong idea of how to frame your marketing reporting so that it makes sense strategically and helps communicate value to stakeholders effectively. But if you're struggling to measure the effectiveness of your marketing, you should schedule a free SaaS scale session for more guidance on how you can monitor your progress and report to stakeholders. Just go to poweredbysearch.com forward slash assessment. That's poweredbysearch.com forward slash assessment. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm going to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website, it's poweredbysearch.com, and check us out there. On average, SaaS companies spend 9% of their annual recurring revenue on marketing, according to SaaS Capital's 2021 B2B SaaS survey. This can equate to a massive amount of money depending on the size of the organization, with marketing budgets in the millions for larger SaaS companies. This is why it's so important that your reporting is focusing on the right things to ensure you're not wasting money in areas that aren't effective you need to make sure that you're getting the best return on investment possible, both from your marketing and your reporting. Otherwise, you won't have the data available to optimize your existing strategy or scale your spending effectively. In working with various SaaS companies over the years and seeing how others in the industry also approach their marketing reporting, most seem to fit into one of the following three areas on a spectrum. The first is reporting on everything. On one end of the spectrum are the companies that hoard as much data as they can get their hands on. Their finances are plugged into their sales and their marketing, and they're able to analyze the data on an extremely granular level. That has some benefits, like being able to track and measure the full journey from lead to customer, but it does also come with some big downsides. The primary issue is that this approach nearly always results in information overload and it becomes increasingly difficult to identify the valuable data among the mass of information. This makes it difficult to identify also where improvements could be potentially made, and it increases the likelihood of missing vital information that really could make a huge difference. The second kind is siloed reporting. So this is more in the middle of the spectrum, where a company might be good at monitoring sales and solid reporting on their marketing, but there's no ability to correlate the two sets of data. This is often the result of two teams not working together to connect the dots across the whole sales life cycle. Now it's easy for this to happen without causing concern as both sets of data might look healthy. But the issue is, is that it's almost impossible to identify patterns or measure any sort of cause and effect. It's a super inefficient approach to measuring marketing and removes the ability to really get a clear picture of how your marketing is actually performing. The final kind of reporting that people do is minimal or at the end of the day, no reporting. On the whole other end of the spectrum, far away from comprehensive, maybe overshare, we have the SaaS companies that simply don't track enough data. They might know the high level numbers around revenue and profit, but not really much else. This means you can't measure how marketing is contributing to those numbers, and you're unable to identify areas to improve or to scale. Now with this approach, your marketing strategy becomes no more than guesswork, and you're more likely to waste money on marketing that's not performing as well as it could. Why we focus on the key growth drivers for SaaS businesses. To avoid falling into those categories that we just talked about, we are super careful to only focus on driving the right business outcomes. That means staying away from vanity metrics and avoiding getting overwhelmed trying to report on everything. Instead, we focus on three key business drivers that we can build our strategy around. The first is MRR. B2B SaaS leadership teams will often already be tracking MRR as a KPI or bottom line metric, but it's not enough to simply track your current MRR. By tracking the growth, you get a clear picture of how effective your marketing is. If you have a target MRR, the growth will tell you whether you're on the right track or not. And you can even work backwards from your target to find a marketing budget that will get you there. We actually have a whole episode of this podcast and an accompanying article with a calculator in it on our website about how to work backwards from MRR target to where you need to be in terms of budget. The next metric is LTV. So lifetime value, and we measure the growth again. LTV is a great metric to focus on as it tells you roughly how much customers are worth to you over their time using your product. And although it can be quite hard to know if you're doing the right thing when you're early on, as your business matures, it makes sense to track it. By measuring the growth of your LTV, you're able to see whether customers are becoming more or less profitable in the long run. Now, if you find your MRR is going up, but your LTV is going down, it's a sign that you're attracting customers that churn too early probably because they're not a good fit. And if you want to know how to use LTV and when to focus on payback periods instead, as I kind of alluded to at the start of that section, you should check out the accompanying article about payback periods on our website. And finally, we have CAC reduction. The CAC is the total sales and marketing spend in a period divided by the number of new customers in the same period, as a rule of thumb. That will give you a figure that represents how much it currently costs you to acquire one new customer. The reason it's important to track this, in particular its reduction, is because the lower the number is, the better value you're gonna get from your marketing. The figure tends to go up and down, but you want to make sure that the trend is reducing, not increasing over time. As well as focusing on those three key business outcomes, it's also important to ensure that we're measuring and attributing a performance accurately. One way we do that is by using a CRM like HubSpot or Salesforce, which make it really easy to measure how performance is being attributed to each channel. They also allow us to see how far each lead gets in the sales process and measure the quality of each lead. This data is very focused and gives us insights we can immediately take action on. Now that you have the data you need, it's important to report the right information to different stakeholders. And this will vary from company to company but it's unlikely that everyone will be interested in all of the data. So we break the information down into three levels when reporting on performance. The main message, the major support, and the minor details. The main message is where we'll start. This is the specific point that you want to make, and it's targeted at executives like the CEO, CMO, or VP of marketing. It will summarize the points made in the major supports, which we'll come up to in a second but in a concise and easy to consume way. For example, our PPC efforts last month added 50K in MRR year over year. The next is major support. This information is designed to answer the so what of the main message and will be targeted at the management level, such as marketing director or marketing manager. It'll summarize the minor details that we'll come to in a second while emphasizing the overall marketing impact and KPIs. For example, we increased SQLs from Google ads, 10% year over year by refreshing ad copy and landing page messaging. And then the third level is the minor detail. Now, similar to the level above, the minor detail is there to answer the so what of the major support statement and is primarily aimed at the individual contributors such as a marketing strategist or a marketing specialist. It should go into more detail with channel KPIs, supporting data, and technical details. For example, this was accomplished by replacing feature-based messaging with pain point messaging in ad copy and on the landing page. It can be useful to create bespoke reporting dashboards for the different key stakeholders so that they can easily dip in to see the information that they're interested in. And we recommend using Databox for this. It's a brilliant tool. You just go to Databox.com. Now let's talk about telling the story behind the data with the four I's. Although it is important to report on data points, metrics, and KPIs, especially in a way that's relevant to the particular stakeholder, it's not enough to just show numbers. It's important also to provide context around the numbers you're reporting on. This is where the four I's come in. Insight, impact, importance, and input. What we've tried to do with this approach is effectively answer key questions from stakeholders before they've even been asked. This creates context around the numbers and builds an insight summary. An insight summary is essentially a paragraph that explains why the stakeholder should care about the data that they're being presented with. You can create an insight summary by combining the answers to the four I's. Let's start with insight. The insight is designed to answer the question, why did this happen? In essence, it's an explanation of what you've done to cause the change and what other factors might have led to the data improving or getting worse. For example, because of the content changes we made in December, we drove a 7% year-on-year increase in book demos on the homepage. Our hypothesis is holding true that adding pain point content above the fold would drive more demos. The next question you want to answer is, how did this impact the business? That's the second I. To answer this, explain the real world effects the change has had and why each stakeholder should care. For example, this will have a high impact on volume in your sales pipeline. Next is importance. The next step is to answer, why is this important going forward? Basically, how does it fit in with the bigger picture? And what impact does it have on the overall goal or strategy? For example, dot, 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 carrying on from the last thing about having a high impact on volume in your sales pipeline. And it brings us closer to the 10% MRR growth target by next quarter. And then input is number four. We try to answer what's needed for me to address it. Now, as the marketer, this is directly stating what we need from the client or stakeholder to continue to make these improvements. And whether you're working with us or whether you're using this system internally, it still makes sense because it might be dependencies, access to data, feedback. For example, we need input from your sales team on the quality of last month's demos to determine if further content updates are useful. That one actually happens a lot. Now once you have all of these questions answered, you have a solid insight summary that contains meaningful information for the stakeholders. You ready for a recap? Listen to this, sounds good. Because of the content changes we made in December, we drove a 7% year-on-year increase in book demos on the homepage. Our hypothesis is holding true that adding pain point content above the fold would drive more demos. And this is going to have a high impact on the volume in your sales pipeline and brings us closer to the 10% MRR growth target by next quarter. What we need now is input from your sales team on the quality of last month's demos to determine if further content updates are useful. And hey, if you want to hear me say that about your business, you know what to do. It's powered by search.com forward slash assessment. You can have my silky voice say the same thing for you, dear listener. Not only do these questions help you build your insight summary, but it also helps you to validate that you're looking at the right metrics. If you struggle to answer any of those questions, the data that you've got probably isn't important enough, and it simply won't be interesting to the stakeholders. And frankly, it mostly probably doesn't tell the story that you actually want to tell. Let's pull this all together. Reporting is a key way to keep your stakeholders informed and ensure that you're spending your money effectively. We developed the four I's so that there's a framework in place that makes this process as useful and efficient as possible. Those are insight, impact, importance, and input. Now, if you follow this approach, you will only ever be reporting on what's important to your stakeholders, and you'll have the confidence that you're focusing on the data that matters the most. By answering those questions, you'll always be able to give context around your reporting without needing to dig through endless amounts of data. And wouldn't that be nice? And a reminder here that if you need help improving how you measure your marketing, you should schedule a free SAS scale session for more guidance on how you can monitor your progress and report to stakeholders so that they love you, frankly. To do that, you go to poweredbysearch.com forward slash assessment. That's poweredbysearch.com forward slash assessment. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter, I'm at Thomas. that's Mark with a C, or you can ping our founder and CEO Dev Basu and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.